On today's edition of Alabama Unfiltered, we talk about all things school choice. So that means, Allison, what did we talk about? Well, I think school choice means a lot of things. So we kind of go through the different types of school choice, which states have school choice. And then we're very fortunate to have Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth on because he is a big proponent of school choice. And we want to get Alabama's officials version of what school choice might look like. We walk through a potential bill that will come up um, at the end of the session and kind of the details of what this school choice would look like. And then we have a great after hours, overtime, behind the scenes special edition of Alabama Unfiltered for people that are members and subscribe to 1819 News. I think that's it. I mean, I think that's everything. So basically you want to stay tuned. We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, he trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into this week's edition of Alabama Unfiltered. I'm one of your hosts, along with Amy Beth Shaver and Allison Sinclair, who are also with me. Ladies, how are y'all? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to go. Allison, you good? Stressed? No. A little worried? Well, no, you were just... What? Number one... You Go ahead and say it. You were being yourself. That's what you were saying to me. I wasn't saying that to you. No, I was just number one, you were a little well, late and that got me stressed. Eh, well. And then I'm disappointed. Why? Because you were going, you were late because you were going through the drive-thru at Jack's. Well, what's wrong and with Jack's? They should sponsor the program. You they should, but but you're trying to lose weight in 2023. I know I got a kid's meal size stuff. I'm working hard on Weight Watchers. Oh, that's what you're mad about. You're I've lost ornery. one pound. Little, <laughs> me too. That's yes. my week. Woohoo. Rock. Oh yeah. excellent. <laughs> So I'm good. I, Scott and so I just had hangry. our first fight. Yeah. Cause Allison was a little hangry. Well, she's just afraid it's not going to go right. Just kind of. No, no, with no. The flow. I just, thought when this started, she was like, I'm going to go with the flow. That doesn't bother me. And, <laughs> ooh, it's very regimented at the, uh, in the, the, the Sinclair podcast. So, check mark, check mark. Oh, I just. Are unplugged. you a list maker that does? Like, I like you haven't lists. even. I knew you were a list person, but yours has like you, little hearts and smiley faces. Well, how did you Hers know that? are hardcore checks and X's. <laughs> Lines. I did that one. Yell at Scott today. <laughs> That's what mine sounds like, looks like. So here's a beautiful segue. Did your teacher use hearts or check marks on the board in your classroom when she put y'all's talkative names up there in class? I was the best student. I never got on the board. Ever. Ever? Were you no. that kid? Did you, you get the, your name oh, on the board? Oh, I got paddled in first grade for talking unnecessarily. I didn't. I only got my name on the board once. Good. <laughs> not good. But. Did y'all have to write on the chalkboard back when they used to make you, I will not talk in reading circle? Maybe. I will not stand on the desk. Oh, wait. Miss Pritchard would beg to differ that I did talk unnecessarily in K-5. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of words. But I loved my teachers. I thought school was fabulous. Did y'all enjoy you. school? Mm. I loved school. Oh, I would I go knew, back to school. I knew that was coming. Right. <laughs> if I could go back to school right now, I would totally go back to school. If you could go back to school, I would send you. I, which, <laughs> hey, you guys. This, this, this is a before, real fight now. This is a playground battle right now. <laughs> but pause, because you're going to want to become an overtime member, aren't you? 
aren't we? Yes. Wait. For when this show goes into overtime. Because we're we going into be overtime now. And in order to be an overtime member, that is extra content for members only of Alabama Unfiltered and of 1819 News, then go ahead right now and become a member and join. There are different levels, but we will have in our education podcast that we're doing today in school choice because now everybody's magically for it. We'll be talking about some things in the third segment, and you don't want to miss it. And the only way you won't miss it is if you're a member, right? Yeah, and Scott and I will continue our right. fight our I you were going on to tell playground people, battle. Tell people how to uh, find our podcast, where all the places they can find it, well, and I mean, how to Spotify, sign up. Spotify, spot is that right? Spotify? Yeah, that's right. Sounds, sounds Which right. is a funny Shopify. name, but not Shopify. And Podbean and Rumble and sometimes YouTube because a lot of times we get kicked off. Facebook, 1819news.com, Apple, Apple mm-hmm. all the places you listen mm-hmm. to your podcasts. And what else? You got to sign up for the 1819 News newsletter that and, comes in your inbox yes. every morning at 5.30 a.m. And the daily detail. And the daily detail. It's actually a very quick, um, a, a quick detail of what's going on. Right. Andrea Tice and her very news Worthy. She does such good a good advice. job. No. no, I know that's like she's very, very good. Can we do it like on YouTube and look um, right down there? There's a link right there to help you find. I've always wanted to do oh, that. Yeah, I don't know if See, we can do that. Can we? I don't know. Well, if it doesn't, maybe work, our miraculous producer will be able to put that there. Well, then how do you sign up for the overtime? Is it there? It's there okay. because it's um, it, we're doing we're asking people to subscribe. And then become a member at different levels. But if you become a member, uh, you will get extra content that everybody else doesn't get. And you yeah. want this extra content, special. especially today, because we're talking about all things school choice. And I think a lot of people may not understand, and we've never really gone deep into how 1819 News is different. Like We don't take money from special interest groups, campaigns, candidates don't pay us to bring content. And that's purposeful because we aren't beholden to anyone to talk about, to promote anything. And so we really, if it's continually driven and supported by viewers and the public and constituents of Alabama, then we can talk about what we want. And that's what we want to bring the truth, whatever the truth is. And once you start taking money from special interest groups, that truth slowly starts to, you can say it won't. It starts to slip away. And so that's why we are bringing you content every week that is so good and it's different. If you pay attention, you're hearing things that you won't hear anywhere else. And we need your support so we can keep doing this. That is my pitch. And the overtime segment that we're going to start is really just a little bit deeper, maybe a little bit more unfiltered kind of talk about. Is that possible? uh, yeah, y'all two are gonna cuss or what? No, it, I'm so restrained yeah. every week. Like, really? Are you? Yes. You're worried about it, and she is too. I don't know about you, but I'm just I always got so under much control. You have more so, to say. Yeah. Okay. So I may have to subscribe. Here's the question. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. I'm not a member, and so I'm gonna have to subscribe. We'll have to pay ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, and why do people need to keep listening? Besides, well, we've got Rogers. a couple of different things. School choice is the big thing. We're yeah. going to have the lieutenant governor of the state of Alabama, Will Ainsworth, on later in the program. We're going to have that. And uh, in the overtime segment, we're going to talk about some of the challenges to school choice because there's a lot of things that are going to be said. A lot of politicians are going to say all the right things, but there's going to be some of these weasel words 
And there's going to be a lot of activity in the background. And normal folks, which God bless everybody who's a normal person that's not obsessed with this kind of stuff like we are, they just don't always get the tricks. Right. The elected official go out and says this certain thing, and then really behind the scenes, this is going on. And that's what we're going to do in overtime today. I cannot wait for you to talk to us about that. Because I think when people's eyes are open, when you know, you know. Right. And then they can help other people go, eh. That's, that's what he's saying. I that's what he's him. saying, he but say that's what thing. he's really doing behind right. the scenes. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. Give us some insight. That's fantastic. So what is school choice? What does that actually mean? Mm. I think the silence right here, in my opinion, is indicative because I think it means a lot of different things. To a lot of different people. To a lot yeah. of different people. Um, because, well, so I was looking up actually what is school choice. By the way, it's National School Choice Week, which is probably why we're hearing so much from elected officials. But I will say last year, we didn't hear this. Not a no. thing. We didn't there hear anything. Some, there is some momentum there. Yes. There's something and, shifting. And there will be people throwing, and I <laughs> throwing boulders to be out in the road. that there's some there there. Yes. Because we've waited for a long time mm-hmm. for there to be some there. there. I agree. In the last couple of big efforts to do something about school choice were undermined. Absolutely. By yeah. some of the people who talked the biggest and were the most supportive of it. And right. they got nervous about it. They didn't know what to do. You know, she said, you can kiss me. And, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do now? That kind, right. of, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was an image so the people could understand it. Oh. She finally said, yes, okay. you can kiss Sorry. me. And like, they didn't know what they were going to do. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody get the engineer. I'm sorry. I'm so note. literal. You need a notepad? Well, no, I start. You are. You I take was, it literally. I was thinking about how in a committee meeting, and we will get to what is school choice, but when Dr. Eric Mackey all of a sudden started talking about, well, if they're taking gover- government money, then we need to be testing them to make sure they're up to our standards, even though they're in private and homeschool. Right. I, I have a question. Yeah. Did you laugh out loud? Um, I laughed when out loud. When he said that? Well, it's so typical of what We've got this great bill that's coming out. It really was really good, the Del Marsh um, Collins mm-hmm. bill last year. And then all of a sudden, the AEA and the Department of Education start putting their little claws into it because they are terrified of losing control. And I think that's more of what we'll talk about in overtime is kind of the behind the scenes, like who is going to really be jockeying against this? Because school choice, um, if you want to take its true definition, which is, School choice allows public education funds to follow students to the schools or services that best fit their needs. That can be public school, private school, charter school, homeschool, or any other learning environment. He is that families choose. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, that's the pure best definition. Yeah. And do y'all know when it started? School choice. The first, the modern school choice movement. You'd be surprised. 1950. Is she getting close? She's getting close. I'll let, I'll let you. I'm I going, didn't cheat. I'm going with 55. Oh, 1955. See? You are such a cheater. I am not a cheater. Just I just Price look at the, right. I look at the data. I saw what you said. I looked at her face because she was shocked how close you were. So I didn't want to be. It, it is. Yeah. Okay, 1955. So um, Milton Friedman released an essay mm-hmm. on the role oh, of government shoot. in education. And he argued for the application of free market principles to the education se- sector and advocated that tax dollars follow the students as opposed to public schools receiving a blanket amount of funding. Right. That's the modern version 
But we all know that it really started when parents ceded control and agreed in Massachusetts when the first public school situation started, Horace Mann being the father of public education. That's when it really started. But it, it modern iteration was 1955, which shocked me. Like, I didn't wow. know that. Well, and that, you know, as the discussion ramps up around the country and in Alabama, listen out for those. Because some people think school choice is having more public charter schools. Right. Available, the, the, where the, they the, still, the government. That's the limit of it. Right. 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 That's all it is. It's kind of like the voucher tax credit thing. Mm -hmm. People would get right. confused about which is which and why is why. And, uh, you know, the difference really was based on some of the court rulings. If it's a voucher, it's not really your money, but if it's a tax credit, it is your money and you can spend it wherever. And we were always like, why are you making this so complicated? Well, you're making it complicated so it can be harder mm -hmm. for school choice to ever occur. Exactly. That was part of the reason. And, I also think we, we've done a poor job of selling it. We've called it school choice. We've made it kind of over there somewhere instead of saying, parent, don't you want to decide what is best for your children? Mm -hmm. And almost every parent will say yes, but we called it school choice and made it complicated because we were trying to work within the system. And really to get school choice, you kind of have to not blow it up, but you've got it. It's got it's a new paradigm. It, it, it changes everything. And that's why the establishment, the educratocracy, mm -hmm. fights it tooth and nail, wouldn't you say? It's a loss of control, and I think that's intimidating. And even for people that, that maybe haven't heard the term, you're like, wait, wait, wait. All of a sudden, we're going to be able to do what with what? And that's what I hope this podcast does, because this discussion is not going away. When Governor Ivey, Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth, Katie Britt, all in unison are posting on Twitter and everywhere about school choice, you know something is happening. And so I was just curious, like, how many other states have school choice? Well, it's funny. If you type it in, they'll say there are 22 states. That's not necessarily true of what we think school choice is. That's right. the ones that have charter schools and exactly kind That of, you might have one other choice. Right. Not a smorgasbord of choices or not complete freedom. You might have, if you live in the right place, and your school has to perform so poorly that even the public education system says it's horrible, and you have the right economic status, then we might let you go to this other school over here that we really run to, right. but it's done a little different. It this makes one, you feel this better. This one specializes in math. Right. That's, that's kind of how they do it, is it not? Yeah. But what we're talking about is money follows the child, put the money in the backpack, whatever you want to look at it, and parents can say, I want the portion that you're going to spend on my child, and I want to, I want my child to go to this school, mm -hmm. or I want my child to be, uh, we'll, we'll teach them at home, that kind of thing. That's yeah. real choice. That's real freedom, isn't it? That's right. And I think that it's interesting that when you said that Dr. Mackey was talking about tax dollars, that this is also going to be necessary to explain to our educrats, those are our dollars that you're spending. Like we're going to mm -hmm. have to break it down and not in a, like, I'm not trying to be funny, but I think we forget we sent you that money, but we sent you that money. Right. We get to choose what we do right. with it. It's right. not your money. Right. It's our money. We sent that money in so that the children of the state of Alabama, not just ours, the children of the state of Alabama would have an opportunity to get an education. That is what it was for. Right. We didn't send it in to, you know, to have 75,000 employees. We didn't send it in to 
only support these facilities. We sent it in to educate the children of the state of Alabama. One of my one of the things that I, I used to love to say because it's kind of in that leftist weasel world land. Yeah. I would go places and I would say, look, I fully support publicly funded education. People like, yay, you rock, you're for publicly funded education. And then they were like, how can you be for school choice? You said, mm. yeah, I said, I'm for publicly funded education. Mm. I'm for the publicly, public funding education. But I think people should have a choice at how those dollars are spent. Right. <laughs> so and that's it, the true definition of, in, in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. what we need to be talking about when we're talking about school choice. An educational savings account. You'll see ESA written. That yeah. is a true school choice program. And there are only five states. Actually, a new one today, Iowa just today, Iowa did? signed into law their school ESA program. Sorry. Arizona, Florida. Do, does everybody qualify? See see how the questions already start? Mm-hmm. Who, who qualifies? So we're going to get to that because um, in the next, after we talk to Lieutenant Governor Ainsworth, mm-hmm. I have a bill. Actually, I don't have the actual bill, but I have some talking points of one of the school choice bills that will actually be presented in the Alabama legislature. And I'm going to talk through it. And I want you all to ask me those questions. Like, think about if you're a viewers, what are you, because this is all so new. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk through that. I think that's good. But um the five that have it, Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, so like our southern neighbors, Mississippi's beating us yet again, North Carolina, Arizona, and as of today, Iowa. So it's increasing. It's a it's a movement mm-hmm. for sure. And um, I think it's a worthwhile discussion because we're ranked, what, 51st? 52nd? We're 52nd. ranked 50. further than there are states unless you're looking at it like Barack Obama did. It's true. Right. Yes. We're 51st, 52nd, something like that. 52nd in math and 45th in reading. Are we that high in reading? Uh, We were a little, or maybe 48th, and we had jumped up. I did a couple stories on that um, last year, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, great. So we can't just blame Mississippi. Thanks, (laughs) Mississippi. You know, and here's the other thing that was interesting. 1819 did a story. Uh, I think it was Caleb Taylor did an excellent story about the fact that Alabama ranks 25th for the amount of power parents have over their children's education, according to a study by the Center for Education hmm. Reform, which is interesting because I don't know how they rank that, right. but shouldn't every state want to be listed as one all the way across the board? Like everybody should get a first place ribbon in, you're in control. And I think that this is the most exciting thing about having this discussion when you see that parents have been labeled terrorists or you see that teachers in some states, not necessarily in Alabama, have said Mm -hmm. parents should have no control, no say whatsoever. And here we are. We're 25th. So at least we're in the middle of the pack. But we need to move to first place in this. And I think everything else is going to shake out as far as test scores and results go. But I thought that was neat. I'm over here laughing because it goes along with what you're saying. Did y'all listen or read? Like, I actually read Governor Ivey's inaugural address. Oh, the state of the state or the inaugural address? The inaugural Oh, the new address. one, the, the new second, one. right. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's actually, it's it's kind of funny. It's a lot of fluff. I'm not really sure what her plans are, but she talks. She does talk about school choice, and she mm-hmm. talks about education being a priority. And then she says, and we're going to set out to make Alabama rank number 30. And I'm like... Before Common Core, we were above 30. We were like the 20s. Yeah, it's kind of like gas prices. You're like, oh, wait, we're below $3. Time out. Two years ago, we were at $1.67, but all of a sudden we want to. And I'm like, since when did this? Uh, 
average become like our best. And so that's why I think school choice, it's a little intimidating because like you said, it's a whole paradigm shift, but what we're doing is not working. So why not give it a shot? Well, that, that was going to be my question is, is it really a gamble? I mean, what if we, what if we go full out? No one comes anywhere close. The most parental choice, the most school choice, you know, tons of dollars goes to private schools, homeschool, whatever the, everything you could possibly ever want. And it totally flops. Are we worse off? Mm. Educationally, academically. No, even if it flops, no. we're not. So we, I mean, we can't tried. go, we're at 50 something. When are we going to drop yeah. to 47 <laughs> in no. reading? Well, we can't drop to 60. Surely that all the, surely all the homeschool folks can do phonics. Although according so to we'll common math, we could drop to 60. I guess you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good um, point. We don't have much to lose. We don't have much to lose. Right. And I I think it's a great discussion. So um, I'm excited that we're going to bring in Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth. I literally, when we kind of shifted gears and decided we were going to do a school choice podcast yesterday, I literally like stared at my phone and I was like, yeah, I mean, I could call him. He's tweeting yeah. about it. And so my son's sitting next to me. I'm like, I'm about to call the lieutenant governor of Alabama. Like, just don't burp or something. <laughs> anyway, and so I called and I'm like, hey, you want to come on? And he's absolutely. absolutely. So I'm super excited to have Will Ainsworth on today, our lieutenant governor. But we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. And then we'll come back and we'll have him on with us here on Alabama Unfiltered. What's up, guys? Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News here. I want to take a minute to tell you about my good friends over at Centurion Labs. Cold weather is here, and you know what that means. Colds, the flu, and coronaviruses are running rampant. Your immune system needs protection, and that's why I love what my friends over at Centurion Labs are doing. They're always looking for safe, effective, affordable ways to keep you healthy and at your best. Got a cough, sore throat, or a runny nose? You need to check out their Ninja Cough product. You heard me, Ninja Cough. It contains the strongest non-narcotic cough suppressant on the market with no sugar, alcohol, or dyes. So it's safe for everyone, even your kids. Looking to strengthen your immune health, prevent sickness, or fight off the flu, and of course, coronaviruses? Defender Immunity Boost is for you. It is an all-in-one immunity booster that combines vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, copper, and quercetin in just one pill to save you money and help defend your health. Having trouble sleeping? Defender PM is a nighttime immunity booster that will help you get rest and boost your immune health. Now is the time to defend your health, save money, and support a company that shares your Christian values and loves this country. Centurion has dedicated the last 15 years to research and develop safe, effective, and affordable products made in the USA that you can trust. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast can get 20% off their first bottle order when you visit centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news and use the promo code 1819. That's centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news with the promo code 1819. Check them out, guys. Welcome back into the program, everybody. The Lieutenant Governor of the state of Alabama, Will Ainsworth, is now with us. Will, welcome to the program. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, doing great. Great to be with y'all. Thank you so much for coming on. I know this is like a very, very last minute. So I appreciate it. But there's been so much talk, especially on social media. You put a tweet out this weekend. Katie Britt has been talking about it. Governor Ivy mentioned it in her inaugural address talking about school choice. And it's also National School Choice Week. So I appreciate you coming on because 
we were talking about this earlier, that school choice means different things to different people. And for instance, I think when Ivy's talking about it, the governor is more talking about charter schools, Mm -hmm. um, which are really just still public schools, but with specialties, you don't have to live in a specific zip code to go there. But what, when you say, let's do this, let's have school choice in Alabama, what does that mean to you? Yeah, what it means to me is I'm all in. It means having real school choice for every child where the parent decides what's best for that child and that we're actually looking at students and each parent can decide that. So that means private schools. That means, you know, home schools. That means, um, you know, charter schools. That means magnet schools and public school choice. And so the idea is you decide as a parent what is best for your child and what school you want to go to. And so glad to come on the show last minute because this is an important issue and it's something we need to address in Alabama. We're at the bottom in education. It's time to change that. It's time to give parents choice. And this is proven in other states that it works. And it's time for Alabama to offer real choice to parents that most importantly is going to benefit the students in our state. And, um, you know, so I'm going to continue to lead the charge and be vocal on this issue. And it's the right thing to do. Governor, a lot of people have, have asked, okay, well, I don't, I don't understand really what school choice is. That's what some people say, but um, how is it supposed to help students? How is it supposed to help my kids? How is it supposed to help education? It sounds, sounds good, but how is it supposed to work? Yeah, so that's a good question. So, you know, in my mind, uh, school choice allows each school option is best for their child. In some situations, they'll keep their their child in the same school, right? But they make that decision. And so the idea of school choice is that you're not, you know, uh, your child is not doomed to a failing school or school they don't want by zip code, right? That is the problem we have right now is that a lot of students, you know, are zoned for a school. They're zoned for a school that might not be a bad fit. Maybe their parents don't agree with what's being taught there. Um, maybe, you know, they need to be in a different environment to learn. And so, you know, the idea to me is that every parent, I mean, you know, what do I think is the best thing is where the parent decides whether it's a private school, whether it's a public school, whether it's a charter school, whatever the situation is, is that they would get an allocation of money. And then that money, the parent would decide where to send their child. If it's a public school and the public school is doing a good job, they're not going to lose a dollar because they're going to keep every student. If they're not doing a good job, they're going to lose a lot of money and they're probably going to not be able to survive. That's a good thing. Okay. Because now competition is driving this. And the fact that you know, we've got schools in Montgomery that have historically failed for as long as I've been alive, the state's taken them over. Nothing's changed. And so, you know, you got to ask yourself students that are zoned for that school because of where they live, right? Which is really no fault of their own. They're stuck in a historically failing school and they don't have any options. Let's fix that. And that's, you know, what I want to do. So I've got a quick question. Last session, Senator Marsh brought a great school choice bill forward and a lot of people supported it initially. It lost momentum when the State Department of Education and Dr. Mackey insisted on adding accreditation and testing requirements to private schools and homeschools. Do you support if this happens, standardize accreditation and testing for private schools and for homeschools. Because I think as homeschool parents, we mm -hmm. know that 
especially even dealing with sports when our kids were coming through, even right. as we were doing all the whole, you know, Tim Tebow law, um, that gave a lot of people pause. Why would you add that? And I think it's important. I would love to know the governor's thoughts. Well, you know, there's definitely something testing. we need to think about because that will be one of the arguments that's used against it. Right. They will say, well, then we ought to test. And, and I think the, the real answer, the Trump card to that is fine. I, see, I, I think the private schools and homeschools, everybody should say yes mm. to it because of this. Yeah. Say yes. But we want you to give the same test to everybody, even the public schools. I totally disagree. That's so interesting. And, and here's why. Because the State Board of Education will never get around to actually having that test if they know their schools are going to have to do it too. Because imagine if you have the local school, the public school, and everybody realizes no one at that school is passing this test that they wanted to give to the homeschoolers and they wanted to give to the private schoolers. So I just I just see it as a strategy instead of us always going, no, 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 go, sure, absolutely. Our kids will pass whatever test you give them. Now, then the debate is, well, what's going to be on the, you know, on the test, what curriculum and that kind of right. stuff. But I think it takes away one of their arguments that says, y'all don't want accountability if we say, yes, we want it, but y'all need to take the same test. And if y'all school fails, close it down like you wanted to do the private school. Okay, the private that's gonna, so interesting. Because the private yeah. school is going to pass. Right. Okay, Governor. Governor. Yeah, I think I, I listened to what Scott just said. I think I agree with him on that, that, you know, have the same testing for everyone. You know, I mean, at this point, if you're going to, you know, require them to do, they certainly don't need additional testing or anything. And I totally disagree with government getting involved. And, you know, my kids go to, um, you know, Christian school. I don't think they need to get in there and tell them what they can or can't do. I mean, you know, it's a private school. And, you know, if you're a parent at home and you're teaching that, you ought to be able to decide what you want to teach. And so that's poor, part of this whole thing of having parents involved. And so um, obviously we want to make sure kids are being taught, you know, actually learning. That's important, right? And just basic stuff. But I think the idea that we're going to allow government to get involved in what Christian schools are teaching is crazy. See, yeah. okay, so this is where... And Scott and I have been at each other all day. So she this is been, another she fight. She has been in, in a, a very mood all day, day, Governor. I'm yeah, just telling fine. you. So, but this is where I disagree, huh. which I guess I guess I disagree with the Lieutenant Governor, too. But. Well, but, he, but and I well, understand it, but but you got to always think there's the person out there who says, there's a whole wait, bunch of kids in my... you haven't even heard my argument yet. I can't wait to hear because I, okay, I wonder if we're Okay, be so similar. here's the thing. So I have two in public school. I homeschool one. I have one at Auburn. Okay. We've kind of done the gamut, but here's... So if you start getting into accreditation for these schools, for these home schools and private schools, well, that dictates curriculum. Oh, I thought we were just going to have a test. Okay. Well, this is a separate issue. It's accreditation okay. because like homeschools and private schools, a lot of them aren't accredited right. because they want to teach a classical education or they want to teach a Christian school education. Correct. And so that dictates curriculum mm -hmm. along with the standardized testing, which makes me nervous because- you know, we teach Common Core. Well, some people say we don't, but we do right. in Alabama schools, and that and and there's there's very specific curriculum guidelines. And if you start doing the standardized testing, well, you can't take biblical history or theology in your mm -hmm. Christian school because you have to have two. You know, you've got to know this U.S. history. 
so that you can keep the, up with the, the version public. of U.S. history that the public which is the sixteen nineteen project. Not not right. really, but you know right. what I'm saying. Like you don't know, so it really takes away the mm-hmm. whole reason for homeschooling and private schooling is to have a nuanced education. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that to me, like we're not getting rid of public schools. The government already controls mm-hmm. that. But why would we want to allow the government mm-hmm. not clause? I'm kind of no, I see but, exactly you know, to what you're saying. I, and see, dictate I more. see the bad part. I also see, and I guess it's a risk. Freedom is always risky. And because you're going to have somebody who abuses the system. They're going to live in a certain neighborhood. They're going to say, I'm going to start my own private school. All the kids in the neighborhood are going to bring me their money. And they're not going to learn anything. But I'm going to make a fortune. So that's, you know, and if that does happen in some places, it won't, it'll probably be corrected by the parents. Well, I mean, And we what can't be think? worse off than we are now. I used to be, like, to Scott's point, Allison, I think, you know, you brought up a good point. But I think, you know, as a state, right, if we're, if we're doing this to improve education, I want to know how those private kids are doing. So when I go out to recruit people to move to Alabama and recruit businesses, we've got to have some type of testing way just to say, okay, they've improved. So we can say, all right, now we're competing against other states. I'm just talking about strictly yeah. we private schools and homeschoolers. You know, we need their first in our you know total test score population, just like other states are doing, because that's going to, in my opinion, by offering choice, by having you know potentially harder classes, by letting people get involved in you know maybe tougher and more rigorous academics, it's going to improve and raise the bar that we're doing in education. And if we're doing a good job, we're not going to be at the bottom. We're going to right. raise up and all is by having some type of test they take. Now, I'm not talking about at all getting involved in what they're teaching, but I do think there needs to be some type of test they take so we can assess, you know, where are our students? In the- right. It may, it may be at some version of the ACT, but, you know, we test everybody when they get to 11th grade and look, all these schools are passing the ACTs. Mm-hmm. Maybe we use the NAEP scores or maybe we use the old graduation exam. You know, that was put together before wokeness and all this kind of stuff really, really got hold. And it was before Common Core. So there's got to be something that is apolitical. So you don't have those things. And it's just about skills. Well, but here's the... Oh, go ahead. I want to get this across. You know, why we need public school choice in Alabama is there's kids that are stuck by a zip code. They're stuck in historically failing schools. And I don't know if this got on your thing or not, if I froze up. But there's kids that have been in, you know, failing schools in Montgomery that have been failing longer than I've been alive. Right. right? And we have to give them a choice, you know, to go to a private school, to go to a charter school, to go to whatever, a homeschool option, if that's what they want. But one of the limiting factors is money. Let's be honest. Okay. They can't. So if we allow them to have this, you know, set dollar amount, and then they can take that and go to the school of their choice, maybe it's another public school. Right. Right. Art is four to five times larger in our population, I think. And but yet they have 700, um, you know, I think charter schools, 600 magnet schools. You know, they're smoking up. They got a lot of uh, people in private school students. And so we've got to make sure that we give people options. Doesn't mean we abandon public schools. You know, certainly we want to make sure we have a strong public school system in the state. And. No, I have to agree with him. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what is, is great about the lieutenant governor is his passion. And what I think um, he would say is that 
they're going to do everything they can to yeah. pass it this right. time around. Right. And, and, and maybe there's some disagreements like this, but this is the point. If you and I were legislators, Allison, we've got to agree that we may not come to the, what we both love, but we got to give kids school right. choice. And this is the discussion. And, and I would yeah. give up the test if we could do it. Let's, let's launch the ship. Let's, let's get it going. Yeah. Cause once it starts, mm-hmm. we're never, ever going back to what he's calling, um, I used to call it education prison is what it really is. Yeah. If you live in this zip code, you will go to this school. We will make you go to this school and you have no choices. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so that, that's got to go away. Does it not? I want to know what Amy Beth thinks because I feel like she has you just want her to, to vote with you. And I'm hoping she's on my side. <laughs> you know, we are already testing not, kids I still love you. every year. So I don't know why we need to invent another test and spend more government money. I mean, when okay. our kids were homeschooled, did they not in fourth grade? In seventh grade, they already take an end of the year skills test, just one. Okay. That we already we already had. I don't want. Can we use that one? Well, why wouldn't we? Because we're already doing okay. it. But I am not for testing for the same reasons that Allison is. I don't want to give the government a foothold in dictating my curriculum because we know that's where it's going to go. Right. right. And we know that they already believe that it is their money and it's not our money. But I also experienced that when Will was homeschooled during middle school and the Tim Tebow rule, they wanted to talk about testing, testing, testing. I'm like, fine, we'll take a test, whatever we have to do, but I don't want to because I already know what kind of curriculum he's doing. And every single year, if we just took, I know in high school it's different because in junior high they do the PACT, PSAT. I know in the 10th grade they do the PACT or they do the Duke tip and then they do the PACT. And then in high school and junior year, they do the ACT, SAT. So we already have built-in testing. Okay. I don't know why we need to invent any more at no, all. I, I, but let's keep with what we've used. But I don't want to give the government a foothold in what I teach my kids because right. the other situation, we talk about accreditation, but some of the accreditation bodies that are used for private Christian schools right. have gone woke. And I know this to be a mm. fact because yeah. of some of my I'm dealings. I'm opposed to the accreditation. So the accreditation thing. means nothing to me. Right. It's are the kids learning or are they not? I understand there are people who bring their kids home because they were truant and that was their way of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told that when Will was in middle school and they were like, you're actually doing school. I'm like, yes, we're actually doing school. Right. I want my child to learn. It's my right. responsibility. But I don't think we need to reinvent what's already built right. into what we're doing. But I need to make sure that parents have the absolute freedom mm-hmm. to teach their kids what they want to teach because they know if, we, if we're serious, then we've got to consider what's already in place. Right. And we can't be um, hamstrung by someone saying, well, what if there's this one person who does this? That's right. right. You know what? That's there's too there's often going been the to rule. be somebody who does that. There's right. going the to be. But we yeah. also have people who go to school every day and might as well not have. Yeah. So let's give the people who really are pursuing the best for their children every opportunity. That's right. Here's what gets me. And then we can close it right. out because I don't know if we're getting. I don't think the lieutenant Ains governor's coming back. back. But thank you to him for. Yeah, yeah. for arranging that. I'll, we really yeah. appreciate it, Allison. That was I'm great. He, oh, he just said, I can't get it to work. Right. Okay, well, well, I, we'll just keep bringing him back on from time it. to time. He's awesome. Yeah. Right. So we appreciate that. He was so kind to mm-hmm. come on and give us what he And did. you were in charge of getting all that set up, right? Well, I just, yesterday, I just want to make sure like, it's on record. Well, I didn't need that, but yes, I was like, what? Well, the worst he can say is um, no. Right. Yeah. And so, anyway. Okay. But here's what gets me. And then um, I think we're about out of time. Right. 
they don't test the homeschools. I mean, they do this, but but they don't say we don't have we don't put any school choice education savings account into mm-hmm. place. They wouldn't care. So my thing is now that they have we would be getting their money, the government then money. Then they're going to care. All of a right, sudden, right. they I, care. I, I see your point. Okay, and I, and I can't disagree with that. Is yeah, they don't care now. It's not happening now. But they're going to raise it as a reason to be against it. Right. Oh yeah, we definitely need to check. Well, because why weren't you checking before? And that well, the part of the reason they weren't checking before is because the legislature has always said stay out of mm-hmm. stay out of that. Yeah. Well, I why just, not? I it's not that, their money. I know, but I have that part in me that wants to just say, see. Mm-hmm. All these people yeah. who, who took the choice, they are getting a better education. Well, here's the other part when you provide choice in education is you also not only are you providing a way out, but you're also eliminating the opportunity for whoever they are, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, to keep people per- perpetually in a system that they never get out of. Right. You can't get out. You can't get out. And so that's the other thing that to me is very exciting mm-hmm. about our choice in education. So, so do we have time to know what's in this legislation yeah, or, or is it, or is it a whole really show? Quickly. No, I mean, I think it's important. Let's just go through it. And, okay. if, and as a discussion, we might, once this bill drops, we can talk about it more um, in detail or as other bills come out. But okay. basically here's what it looks like. Um, it would be all children. Del Marsh's bill last year was, it was poverty, like below the poverty line had the first Mm-hmm. Go at it. Okay. okay. This is universal. Okay, good. No more no more staging. No, Let's just well, get to there it. is staging, but it's not based on income or location or anything. Okay. okay, so so parents direct the education. You can go to any of the schools we've talked about. You are set up an ESA, an educational savings account. There is a new department that is created in the government that would manage this. That's but you've got to have some way to yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah. So we don't it, have enough education employees. It would be through the Department of Revenue. And basically, your okay. savings account is just a pass through. Oh, it's just a, they need a system to, to put the give money you your in. account. Yes. Here's, here's, okay. here's yes. tied okay. to your kid's yes. name. That okay. Makes sense. I got you. I got you. So it's literally just a pass through. Um, it would be each school would continue to keep the federal and local money. The only thing that would be pulled. So they can still count you. Right. Okay. Well, that ought to help them. Yeah. You, you like you like. <laughs> no, that. I think it's a boondoggle, but I know I, I can see how they're, oh, okay, we'll be all right with that. I so got you. Local sales tax and federal funding would still go to all the schools as they do now. The okay. only thing that would be shifted around is the state funding. Okay. By the way, this is called the Price Act. This is what they're calling this bill. Um, the Price Act? P- parental... Oh, I right. know, but there, there had to be a better one Something than that. education. Well, okay. the price is right. That's what we're going for. Okay. <laughs> okay, so each year, like right now, state funding is about $6,000 a year per child mm-hmm. would go into this account. Mm-hmm. If you only lo- lose, use, like my homeschool co-op is about $4,000 a year for my child. Mm-hmm. That extra $2,000 would roll over. Okay. To the next year, to the okay. next year. And then they can use it in college. Ooh, I like so it. So they have use of the funds until 23. Um, and right now there are about 85,000 students currently enrolled in private or home-based education. So all those students would get this money. Parents could use it however they wanted to. 
it is a phase in plan. So like starting if if they took this as a bill and signed it into law, mm-hmm. the first year it would be if your child was going into kindergarten, third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, or twelfth grade, plus their siblings. And then each year it just kind of rolls for wow. three years. I don't know. Don't don't get stuck okay. on that. Okay. It's just a way to slowly grow the program because it is going to be a huge dump in this. Right. <laughs> That was an interesting choice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, a huge um, new system that we are jumping into. Shock to the system. It's going to be a shock to the system. <laughs> okay. Kind of like that jacks you ate. <laughs> oh, my word. And um, and so it's a roll-in every year. And if, if one of your children is in one of those grades, the siblings can go in that year as well. Okay. Okay. So you're not trucking them to two different places. Qualified expenses, tuition, textbooks, fees, extracurricular activities, therapy, including occupational, behavioral, computer hardware, school uniforms, college tuition, education services providers um, would be approved by the Department of Revenue. So like each school or tutor or homeschool would have to register. Participation is totally optional. Okay. So like if Oakland yeah, High School if, yeah. didn't want to do it, they wouldn't have to. Right. If they do want to participate, they can set the limits. Hey, we can only take 10 students or we can take 1,000. And it's sense? up to them how to just pick the 10? And it's up to them how to pick the 10. Okay. Um, And yeah, the main thing that this it's the testing and the accreditation because I think all that sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. As 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 free as it could possibly be. Where this conversation goes awry is with the testing and accreditation, and I think that's what we're going to have to. And I'm look okay out with for. going with not do it. But if, I think if that if that's the stumbling block, let's just not do it. I mean, in, you mean in, don't in, do school choice? Don't, or don't do, do the testing? no. Don't do the testing. I'm all for school choice. Well, where, I feel where, like this is such a good discussion. Where's the answer? You know what's coming. What do the poor little athletes do? What happens to the kids in sports? Mm-hmm. And, and we already somebody's got to answer it. Well, well, we've got that messed up Tebow thing that has to be, we've got to run over somebody and fix that. Look, and we also have to deal with the High School Athletic Association. Who's who a private just, entity they, who can be run over yeah. by the legislature. make crap up and they need to be refined. Okay, there I said it. Like sometimes I think they don't have a lick of sense. I have felt this for a while. We've... I love them. I appreciate all the things they do for sporting events. But when it comes to the nuts and bolts of running education and allowing a child to participate, don't make it so hard. But aren't that they doing force that? Them aren't they doing that at the school. behest? Yes, of the teachers' union they are. and the public school Absolutely. system that wants to make it harder so that people will be like, "Well, we can't do that. We yeah. Can't do that." Yeah. yeah, there's a way to do it. So, bottom line, whatever is happening in Alabama public education right now is not working. And so I think it's like we talked about, why not try it? And Mm -hmm. there's going to be people on the conservative side, just like us that disagree. And I think Mm -hmm. that's fine, but let's have a discussion, really put the kids first and let's move the ball forward in a methodical way, instead of just throwing more money at the same system. Let's try something new. Let's try something new. Let's call a new play. Let's don't run it up the middle. That's yeah. right. That's great. Ladies, thank you all very much. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a great show. Don't forget, you can uh, check us out in the overtime segment after this. Look at look that up. Is it overtime or after hours? Or is it overtime after hours? Or is it 
after hours overtime. Or after hours overtime. It's dark. one or the <laughs> other. We'll eventually, we've, we'll eventually get there. Don't forget to check us out uh, at all the usual places where you find your podcast. Tell your friends and your family, people you like, people you don't like about this program. Check out 1819news.com. We're powered by them. Sign up for the daily detail or the newsletter. And again, thank you, ladies. Fantastic job. See y'all.